We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's be real about something. As we get older, get kids, pets, multiple jobs, it becomes harder and harder to find the right time to connect to your partner. But when you do get that sliver of a moment, you need to be ready. That's where Blue Chew comes in. Blue Chew is the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know it works. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit, no waiting in the pharmacy, best of all, no more awkwardness. Right now, we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first order free when you use our special promo code ARMCHAIR. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's BlueChew.com promo code ARMCHAIR to try it free. Blue Chew is the better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. You are listening to The Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. For more on your Pelicans, go to iTunes, search The Bird Calls, and subscribe today. Another somber episode of the Bird Calls podcast. I'm your host, contributor to the birdrights.com, Preston Ellis. Let's just get right into it. Zion Williamson is injured and the sky is falling. Uh, first up, we have our editor in chief, Ali Cosell. What's going on, man? Hey, Preston. This is not a podcast we wanted to do, is it? <laughs> no, but it is typical of being a New Orleans Pelicans fans. I uh, fan, I fear. Aaron Nelson, this you had one job, sir. One job. Uh, we also have the Prince of Portocol, Kevin Berrios. What's going on, man? Uh, nothing much. Enjoying not dying from the heat outside. Uh, so this weather change has been great. Trying to focus on the positives today. <laughs> Look at you keeping us upbeat. Uh, this is what Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted 52 minutes ago. A severe injury has been ruled out for Zion Williamson's right knee, but he is expected to miss period of weeks to start the regular season. League sources tell ESPN Pels are clearly treating injury with an abundance of caution, but there's no shortage of confidence on full recovery. Then Malika Andrews 13 and 10 minutes ago said Alvin Gentry said he believes Zion sustained the injury on the Pelicans game against the Spurs on October 13th. Alvin Gentry also said he has spoken with Williamson and he is in good spirits. He's not dead guys. Gentry said with a smile, Ali, let's go to you. What does this mean for the Pelicans? What does this mean for Zion Williamson? And what severity do you think this injury is at this point in time? Well, I think we should be happy right off the bat that the major injury news is not going to be a factor, right? The fact that he did avoid something tragic happening to where he would possibly miss most, if not all, this season, right? You don't want to see a 19-year-old start off his career, and especially a freak athlete as he is, with, with an injury that he may never recover from or be the same, you know, hundred percent, right. We've seen what happens to some of these athletes like the Derek roses. Uh, you got to remember Blake Griffin, Julius Randall kind of be, 
began their careers almost right off the bat with an injury. But they were able to come, you know, come back from it. But thank God we don't even have to talk about that, right? So the concern, I guess, moving forward is can Zion, whatever happened to him, and I'm hoping it's just more precautionary than anything, right? I'm hoping that maybe Aaron Nelson did find something, something didn't test out well. Zion had complained about something. But I'll be honest, see Malika Andrews say that on October 13th is when they think the injury happened to knowing that he was practicing just two days ago. It obviously wasn't a big enough problem by all parties involved. So let's just hope it really is something minor that they kind of caught it in time, whether it's like a stress reaction, right? Where it may be the start of some kind of broken bone, or maybe there's a slight tear in one of his ligaments, but that they caught it in time that just some rest and rehab and he'll be back to hundred percent. And hopefully they can prevent it from the future happening in the future. Cause that's the biggest key, right? You want Zion who, like I said, has ungodly athletic ability to not be hampered in any way or to risk any similar type of injuries in the future. All right, Kevin, uh, this sounds eerily similar to a former number one overall pick the Pelicans uh, drafted years ago in Anthony Davis, just the team taking great precautions with him, specifically Mm -hmm. in his rookie season when Anthony Davis was on a minutes restriction. I'm looking right now to see how many games he, in fact, played that year. But Kevin, obviously, we're disappointed. But like uh, Ali said, we're, we're optimistic that he's going to recover to his full health very soon. He's obviously got a top training medical staff working with him. But how, how are you feeling right now, Kevin? Uh, it seems, as Ali said, that it's, that it's not a serious injury. However, we might be in a situation where we only see Zion for, who knows, 40 to 50 games this season. Yeah, I mean, it's frustrating as a fan of the Pelicans because it seems like every year we can't ever enter the regular season healthy. So it's just tiring that that is the story again, um, even if this isn't anything to really be concerned about. Um, But at the same time, this team was always built on basically two timelines, Drew Holiday's timeline and Zion's timeline. So there's enough talent on this roster and enough veterans on this roster to fill in to be a competitive team he comes back so that's why it's great that it's built this way that that's makes it very different than the anthony davis era where the team was very thin um because we were trading for different parts and we didn't have draft picks and just you know other injuries um all those things factored in but you know the only thing that i'm concerned about mainly with this is that we've seen in preseason it seems like Derek favors and josh hart are both not back to full health yet either so the front court was already kind of injury depleted uh well not injury depleted i'm sorry uh, uh they're already kind of thin it was an area that we were worried about uh with depth um but now you remove zion basically the centerpiece of that and then maybe have a hobbled Derek favors because he still doesn't look right from that hamstring um you're gonna have to play melly a lot of minutes uh, it probably will force gentry to play uh, Jaleel Okafor more, which I don't mind. Like, I think he's a really good player. I just, you know, I just don't trust Gentry's faith in Ja for whatever reason. Um, but he, he's going to force his hand, I guess, a little bit with this injury. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of small ball with Ingram at the four, uh, Kenrick at the four, and then, you know, another guard or, in, uh, you know, somebody like the, like JJ or Josh Hart at the three. Um, maybe even Etwan gets more minutes at the three again. Um, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I mean, the good news is they, they built this team where there wasn't immediate pressure. So we're not going to have to force Zion out there, um, and risk a more major injury or further 
injure what already exists and just let them heal and get back to normal. Um, and we'll see what goes from there. And, you know, the beginning of this, of this season, the schedule is very tough, which we talked about on the last pod I was on. I know you did like 85 pods in between then. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's a tough schedule. So even if we had them, we might not come out with a sparkling record anyway. So it's fine to let him re- recover while we got to play this, this brutal open start of the season where we might not have won games anyway. All right, Ali, I'm going to ask you the unpopular question and not let's not jump to who starts in his place just quite yet. But uh, obviously uh, a historic preseason offensively. However, defensively, we saw those mental lapses. Uh, we want him on the floor. We want him learning. We want him developing. But with that being said, if the Pelicans were to win and win now, can you make an argument that the Pelicans would be better suited to let Zion learn from the sideline, learn from the bench a little bit while, while you have veteran guys out there who know their role, know where they're supposed to be, have a bit more awareness on the defensive end. Can you make an argument that maybe through the first few weeks of the season, the Pelicans might be better with Zion just learning? Can I? Yeah, probably. But do I want to? Hell no. Preston, you're not going to make me talk about that. He is a (laughs) transcendent player. He's by far and away one of the best players to come out of the draft in I don't know how many years. We saw how he ripped apart the preseason, right? Of course, he has a lot still to learn, as you touched on defensively. That's where most of the issues are. But you want that talent out there on the floor now. The Pelicans already knew that this was not really, you know, let's go make it or break, go playoff run. No, they always knew that this was going to be more of a developmental year. From that standpoint, I just don't see any benefit or any reason to make that argument. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Kevin, let's go over to you. Let's go ahead and talk about who's going to start in his place. Um, My popular opinion or unpopular, depending on your stance, is sliding Brandon Ingram to the four, something that Ali said he might not be too excited about doing. And then if healthy, as you mentioned, Josh Hart hasn't looked himself, but putting him in the three, the Pelicans might be... um, I don't know, swayed to put each one more at the three because he's been there before. J.J. Redick, I think they'd like to continue in that six-man uh, role. Obviously, the other two candidates are Kenrich Williams and Nicola Melli. Maybe they call up two-way player Zylan Cheatham to kind of restore the depth for the Pelicans. Who are you putting out there on opening night, Kevin? Um, I think, I mean, I think you're going to see, see lineups with uh, Ingram at the four. I don't know that that's how you're going to start. Um, I think maybe Kenrick Williams starts at the four. Um, you know, I think it's gonna, he's not going to play, you know, start off the bat playing eight minutes, you know, right straight at the four. But I think he'll start there. And then, uh, you know, he'll gra- Gentry will gradually go smaller, moving Ingram over there maybe and bringing in a guard like Redick off the bench to play the play the three. Um, so I think that's probably what you're likely to see. I think they would probably like to keep Melly in a in a six man role coming in off the off the bench to provide more shooting and playmaking on the uh, secondary and the second unit. Um, but a lot of it also kind of hinders on Favors' health. Um, I think if if he's struggling to move, I don't know um, what they're going to do there. How long he's going to last? How many minutes he's going to play early on? That's one of my biggest concerns with this injury. Gambling. It's not the most prevalent of topics at the family barbecue, but the truth is, it can be quite fun. Picking a couple of friends to play some friendly wagers before a game can immediately raise the stakes and make your Sundays even more exhilarating. And that's why I go to my bookie. It's fast, it's easy, and they pay when you win. Let's face it, where you're betting is just as important as who you're betting on. Football fans, you can even bet after kickoff, so if it looks like your bet is fading, just take the other side. 
If you like to bet a lot, try a parlay. You can multiply your winnings and brag to your friends as the money rolls in. But now is the best time to join because MyBookie will double your first deposit. Use promo code CHAIR to activate the offer. That's promo code CHAIR. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah, we were talking about that off the air. Derek Favors has not looked himself. And paired with Zion Williamson, John Schumann of NBA.com did some did some homework. Uh, he, he went with a fine tooth and comb and carved out Zion and Derek Favors numbers on the floor together. And let's just say they were not good. So let's go over to you, Ali. Who is getting that starting position in Zion's place? That's a real good question. Yeah, you as you mentioned, I'm not too big of a fan of it being Brandon Ingram. I know that he can play some four later in the games, or maybe if you're trying to close games, right, where maybe he won't be banging as much. But I just don't like the idea with somebody with his frame who's already coming back from his own injury issues uh, and just trying to find his game to suddenly putting that on his shoulders as well. The Pelicans are going to need for him and Drew Holiday to really step up here if they want to have a good start out of the gates or even just survive with like a 10 and 10 record in the first 20 games. So I don't, I feel like you don't want to have those two guys carrying any bigger loads. So therefore I'm looking at both either Nicola Melly or Kenrich Williams. And for me, honestly, it, it'll come down to what the coaching staff sees, which team, or excuse me, which player uh, brings more to that starting unit is Kenrich hitting his three. Cause we know defensively his hustle, all that type of stuff, he'll bring it. But with Melly, you know, kind of offensively, he can mm-hmm. add or provide that continuity as to where defensively are his questions. So like I said, it's all down comes down to what the coaching staff sees, which player makes more sense for the starters because they're performing better. You know, you I just think- want to start the guy that just adds more to the guys that are already going to be out there. And I, I seem to be – I mean, if it came down to if I was flipping a coin, I would have to give it to Kenrich because you kind of look at what Zion is – or what they're going to need to replace with Zion out there, and it's, it's a guy that is that hustle, kind of that rebounding guy. Uh, but Kenrich can maybe make that three. As to where Melly, I just worry about his foot speed, right? He just seems maybe he's better suited for the five. I was going to say, like, also, I think it's going to be a little bit of a game-by-game situation as well. I mean, you look at the first game against Toronto where Siakam is a super athlete, but he's not mm-hmm. very big. He's not, you know, he's not a guy that's going to beat you up. So that's why I could definitely see Kenrick or even Ingram starting in that game because of the matchup. Whereas if you go to uh, you know down the line to other teams where they have a bigger uh, power forward, then you might want to go to like a Melly or a um, you know because Melly's going to get eaten up by Siakam. You can't hang with that. Right. Speed. But I think Kenrick and and Ingram could hold their own against him because he's not like this super tough banger, but he he has foot speed and he's athletic. All right, let's go ahead. Uh, one of you prefaced who's going to have to step up in his absence, and obviously the Pelicans are going to be up for a couple of regular season awards if they can make their way into the playoffs. Uh, most improved player, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Rookie of the Year, Zion Williamson, and MVP, as David Griffin prefaced this regular season with, Drew Holiday. And now kind of rearing a, a circumstance, this this action put in place right now is now giving the uh, the possibility of Drew Holiday possibly becoming a part of that conversation. If the Pelicans can overcome this very difficult schedule to start the regular season, continue winning this these games, there's no one else really that you can point a finger to as for being the result of this than Drew Holiday. Obviously, we're expecting Lonzo to be a big part of things. We're expecting Brandon Ingram to potentially even lead the Pelicans in scoring. But there's no argument that Drew Holiday is now this team's leader. He is this team's best player. And if the Pelicans can survive this, Ali, can you make a worthwhile argument for Drew Holiday as the MVP? 
Yes, I can do that one for you. <laughs> yeah, Drew Holiday, I feel like has been actually flying under the radar. He's been, he has looked so good in these first four preseason games to where he's, I feel like he's been coasting, right? I mean, he's shooting 60% from the floor. He's been making a lot of his threes. His shot looks a little different. He hasn't missed a free throw yet. And honestly, his defense is just looks as good as it's ever been. So I think that he's got some kind of newfound confidence and we we're kind of, we kind of saw that uh, these past couple of weeks. So now, you know, and also we've got to mention, he's also took a step back because he wanted the rookies, you know, to get their time out there. Same thing with Lonzo, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart. So all these new guys. So he, he I think without a doubt, he took us intentionally took a step back, not looking for his offense, not, you know, pushing the issue, except for like maybe a couple of possessions. I remember in each game to where he tried to assert himself, but now that's all, all those bets are off, especially with the regular season starting on uh, this coming Tuesday. So I think he will hopefully grab the bull by the horns. Cause if he does, I think the Pelicans have a chance in surviving this because he does have the talent and let's just hope he took it to heart. What Griffin said, and now maybe everybody's talking him up again, right? With Zion now slated to miss, what do we think? Maybe two to three weeks that, you know, Griff, other people have come up to Drew said, hey, all right, you weren't maybe, you maybe didn't think you needed to show it because how deep this team was, how good they have looked in preseason. But hey, we just lost, you know, maybe our biggest horse. Let's see you do your thing. Yeah, the Pelicans were the third fastest team in 2018-19. But even with that, there's only 90 shots to go around. And when you take in point that Drew Holiday shot 17 and a half shots, uh, Brandon Ingham's probably going to get 15. uh, J.J. Reddick's probably going to get 12. Lonzo's going to get 10. Derek Favors will get 5 to 10. They're really... Now there's going to be more shots to go around. And one of the guys who's going to directly benefit from that and a guy that the, that the Pelicans are really going to need to step up at this point in time is Brandon Ingram. Kevin, do you think he's ready to take that next step in Zion's absence? I mean, we hope so. He's, you know, he's sort of the centerpiece of that AD trade. Um, you know, I think people, most people around the league think he's the highest ceiling of the players that we got. You know, he's the a little bit of an enigma because of how his career has gone so far with injuries. But he's a guy who's thought to be able to score from all levels of the court, um, can play, make, create. You know, he has the size and length that this team's always needed on the wing. Um, So, yeah, I mean, you hope so. And, um, you know, he seems to be a guy that's looking to get a shot when he's in there. So that's good. We need somebody to do that. But I think I'm going to throw another guy out there that I think is going to benefit a little bit from this. And that's Nikhil Alexander-Walker, because I think if you're trying to go small where you're going to be playing um ingram at the four some you know Nikhil could get himself some minutes at the three with with drew and um either lonzo or another uh you know either jj or more or somebody like that um where you have some additional play making some additional size on the wing because he's one of our our biggest you know guard wing guys and he can shoot and he can play make and he can rebound and he can defend So I think he's going to get more minutes than uh, he was slated to in this situation because of the idea that you're going to have to start shifting people around a little bit. All right. 13 of the Pelicans' first 17 opponents were against playoff teams in 2018-2019. And then on November 27th, we play the Los Angeles Lakers. And Ali, that's really the first game where we need Zion to be back, right? I thought, yeah, I'll agree with you again. Well done, Preston. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, we, everybody wants to see uh, the Pelicans not only beat uh, the Lakers, not only see Anthony Davis and LeBron James go home unhappy. They want to, of course, see the elation on our guys' faces. And especially you want Zion Williamson leading that charge, right? 
the face of the new franchise versus the one that's the old that turned his back on said that's all folks so yeah there would be nothing better yeah and that will be in the smoothie king center on november 27th that should i i don't have the ticket prices in front of me but i know those are the most sought after tickets in new orleans right now according to price we're going to wrap that up for for now uh kevin do you have any parting thoughts uh that you want to leave us with give us some positivity on the way out of this pod sure i mean i'm the article i'm working on right now sort of poses that we may have drafted uh our next uh the next Shaq and penny in this coming draft with uh zion and Nikhil alexander walker unfortunately zion's the one that has the knee injury um but we'll see uh hopefully nothing serious and hopefully you know that the the bad side of penny's career doesn't uh fall on Nikhil alexander walker but i think this is a dynamic duo that could be together for a very long time and be one of the most talked about duos and NBA history at some point, you know, you got that big guard who can get to the rim, who can shoot, who can play, make, who can defend. And then, you know, Zion with his uh, strength and athleticism is and his speed is very reminiscent of early Shaq, Orlando Shaq, where he was extremely quick, had ball skills. Um, He was sort of a different player in Orlando than what a lot of us remember from his Lakers days where he just got massive and was just too big for anybody to handle, but he used to have incredible quickness too. Um, so I, I, that's what I'm working on, and I think the future is very bright here, especially with those two being keystones of the of the future. All right, good stuff. You can follow him at Kevin B for Bounce. You can follow Ali Cosell at Ali Cosell. Ali, what's your favorite part about Blue Chew Pills? Oh, Preston, I'm going to let you answer that because you're the one that I hear does such a wonderful job talking about them. I got a, I got a <laughs> pitch for you, Preston, for Blue Chew. You want me, you want me to take it? Take it, Kev. Okay, so we've all been watching Gentry Ball for a very long time. And one of the cornerstones of Gentry Ball is to be ready when a rebound bounces your way. You never know when a rebound is going to come your way. You got to be prepared. You got to be quick. You got to get it up. And you got to help, help the whole team finish. Um, and, you know, I think Blue Crew can help us all in that area. I think you had me until you said the whole team needs to finish together. (laughs) All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening. We got to get out of here. Hey, you don't want to be an ISO scorer when it comes to, you know, All right, we're gonna oh, end <laughs> Okay, you guys. Uh, if you like what you're hearing again, just share this with your friends, tell your friends about it, retweet it, whatever social uh, network you're on, just pass it around. And if you do want to give us an extra bit of effort, just go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, maybe drop a comment, what you'd like us to talk about, what parts of the show that you like, and what things you want us to improve on. We really appreciate any of your feedback. We're gonna keep coming back at you guys. I've got a podcast with Ralph Malbro tomorrow, so look for that. Make sure you guys follow the Saints Happy Hour podcast, our partners. For now, let's dance. He's going to be back soon. Like Gentry said, he's not dead yet. Let's go, Bells. Thank you for listening to the Bird Calls on the Armchair All-American Network. If you like what you're hearing, please take a moment to rate us on iTunes, retweet, share with your friends, and most importantly, subscribe today.